You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Well, welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. We're having a different week this week um, because it welcome is... Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. It is the one-year anniversary of the Broadway shutdown. And we just wanted to take a second to reflect um, because it has been just an absolutely horrible year. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, been it's, it's been a horrible year. year. It's been filled with lots of tragedy and a lot of people have gone through some crazy shit. And some things about the year have been yeah. okay, I guess, for certain people, depending on like yeah. how things have gone. You know, some people have been less affected than others. Some people have found new things. Joe and I have two new businesses. We love that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I, I'm so lost. Um, totally. And I just, the, the good needs to be like remembered and, and acknowledged, right? Because there has been good and the good for us on this show this year has been the fact that guests want to keep coming on talking about what they love yeah. about musicals. And that's been yeah. really cool because like we were really sort of crippled at the beginning of the pandemic because we didn't want to ask people to come on here and talk about stuff that they love when there mm -hmm. was nothing happening, you know? And then slowly, you know, we, we got our groove back and we wanted to talk to Robin Herder from her bedroom and Corey Cott from his parents' house and, you know, hear what James Iglehart's doing mm -hmm. around Christmas time. And, and it was amazing. It was amazing that people were mm -hmm. so generous with their time, you know? I, I felt that way at least um, because I think we're all lost and you know, that was, that was the positive, I guess. Um, but we wanted to just take a second and reflect and, and um, remember all of the lives yeah. lost and a lot of the tragedy that people have faced all over the world and here and, you know, the kind of pause slash stop of this $15 billion industry in, in New York Broadway sector and all of the hundreds of thousands of people who didn't have work for a year and didn't really know what to do, including us. And, uh, the fact that almost the entire union is about to lose their health insurance. Yep. Like yep. with the exception of probably like handfuls of people, like I, 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 is there even work where you can get health insurance right yeah. now from, from equity, from the stage union? I don't think there is. So it's like, no. okay, so the entire union is going to lose their no. health insurance in May. Most of it's already gone. Right. Right. But, which will have, which will have no, no repercussions for our health plan in 2022. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, right. I laugh because I'm going to cry. Otherwise it's like, you know, the, 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 the repercussions, the ramifications of this, like, yeah, we'll just live on for a long, long time. Um, and that's the stuff that people hopefully, I mean, I think the people that listen to this podcast know, you know, like our listeners yeah. have, are, are yeah. theater lovers. Like they know what's going on. And so I know that you feel, you feel us and hear us and it just, you know, it just, it blows. I mean, one of the things I wanted to do today was just talk about like, what, what were you about to see Dan when all of this shut down and what was the last thing you saw? And I'll go first because I remember, like, uh, we talked about it with Kirsten Anderson that I saw Unknown Soldier. Mm -hmm. And, like, a couple days before that, I went to see Tina with Patty Murin. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy coughing behind us. Mm -hmm. And I, like, couldn't pay attention to what was happening on stage. And then we had tickets to see Company. And we also had tickets to see, for our anniversary, we were going to go see um, Jerry Seinfeld at the Beacon mm. because our first anniversary 
was back in October of, uh, and, and have your first anniversary's paper, you know how that, that like, there's like the first anniversary's yeah, paper so and the second anniversary's like clothes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so the first, I, I got uh, tickets um, for us to see Jerry Seinfeld at the beacon. And I, I couldn't, I didn't get a refund for those tickets for so long because I was just, I was sure I was going to be able to use them. Eventually I called the beacon and like, we were supposed to see that show March like 20th or something. And I called to get a refund in November. Wow. Because I was like, it's like, I don't know why. It was like this little beacon of hope, like sitting on our fridge. Right. It was like, maybe... You're nope. like, maybe Dan's going to be wrong and it won't be a full year before we come back. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right, um, right. Just desperately yeah, I was, you uh, Julie and I went away for our third anniversary. We just celebrated our fourth anniversary. Congratulations. Your you. post on Instagram was cute as a button. Thank you. I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. Thanks. Yes, we celebrated our third anniversary uh, on an Airbnb, which was like the second, the last trip we took um, in an Airbnb. Basically, we didn't yeah. do one again until my 30th birthday last November. I'm going to sneeze again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for our anniversary, she got me tickets to see To Kill a Mockingbird. With yep. Ed Harris. Yep. So we saw that, I think, the 10th, maybe the 9th. Wow. So, uh, wow. and walking to the theater, she was like, we shouldn't be doing this. Or while we lived on, uh, off of yep. 8th Avenue and we, you know, hustled our ass up 8th Avenue. I forget if we took a cab or not. I think we walked. And we're walking up 8th Avenue, and she's like, I don't, we should be, this is so stupid. This is not worth it. We should have exchanged the tickets. Like, do you think this is a bad idea? Should we not be doing this? And meanwhile, nobody else was really paying any attention. But yeah. she was like, bring your scarf. I'm wearing a scarf, even though it was warm. We had scarves over our faces. And you'll never... Wow. So I just remember, like how much coughing there was and yeah. every time we heard a cough she would put a scarf over her face and i just kept looking over at her and she looked like i can't even describe to you what she looked like you could like only see her eyes yeah through you know everything else was covered by a scarf or a hat or a hood yeah you could only see her eyes looking out and i'd look at her and she'd look at back at me like this isn't good this is bad <laughs> this, this is, is a bad this idea. is a bad idea we are in and thankfully we were fine they were fine obviously the virus was already circling at that point yeah and nobody really knew i mean you could have guessed but nobody really knew yeah and um i think the next thing i wanted to see was probably company or, or carolina change yeah i i remember that that was the week that like we talked to you know all of our moulin rouge friends and it was like people were getting sick and it's all public information now but it was like mm -hmm. friends like tam mutu at moulin yeah. rouge like got it and it right. was like holy shit like it's he's gonna be patient zero for the broadway community or whatever and it was like no it's it's everywhere like now yeah. every person at every you know the entire cast yeah, of frozen the entire cast of of, yeah. of come from away the entire like I, it just it just ran you know but we we didn't know we were like oh you know it's gonna be anyway it's just it's so wild to look back at this year and you know how th how excited we are to see some glimmer of a light at the end of a 
tunnel that is that we're not yet quite to (laughs) but like yeah you know it's like it's still we're not out of the weeds yet certainly but it's like it'll be really fun this year i think to just start to chart like okay we're at march 12th 2021 and you know the vaccine rollout is going you know, well-ish, you know, right. Johnson President and Johnson Biden said yeah. we can all get it by May 1st. Exactly. Or like, we can all, we're all eligible, eligible by May right. 1st. Right. Which, so, which is huge, which is like, you know, I know that they wanted to open Hamilton for July 4th. And for the first time last night, I was like, that might like, you know, it's Hamilton. They'll right. sell it to 50%. It's Hamilton. Right. Because people will pay $300 a ticket to see Hamilton totally. on the 4th of July. And I almost cried thinking about that yesterday. Yeah. I was like, that is awesome. I totally. hope that happens. Yes. You know? Yeah. At yeah. the very least, like, let's like open up a week of each show at the Delacorte in the summer in Central Park. Like, let's get, let's make some stuff happen. Yes. Get yeah. on the phones. Yes. <laughs> Start let's, calling producers. Come on. Like, yeah, equity. Let's go. Equity. And also like you all who listen to this show, get out there and let your voices be heard and tell these people that they need to like, that you'll pay the money because like, yeah. I'll pay the money. I'll, I'll pay, pay the $200 money. I want to be show outside. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And like now that we know what we know, theater outside can happen. The Delacour, yeah. you know, like the, the, I think it's Regent's Park in London, you know, play those yep. places and they're all over the country. The Muni, let's go. Like put up, yeah. put up some little plastic dividers, throw your masks on and let's go watch some goddamn Legally Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> if everybody's vaccinated on stage and then you can create a little bit of space, like yeah. they should be doing, gosh, I didn't even think of the Muni. That place would be so easy. It's like a 12,000 seat venue. Like, yes. You could fill that place with 3,000 people. Exactly. Exactly. We don't need every single person next to each other. But I don't know. It's going right. to be, but like, I, I'm sure they're thinking about it. I know they're thinking about it. Actually, um, the theater that we've worked at, Dan, uh, Mason Street Warehouse in Saugatuck, Michigan, Alex and I yeah. are doing a cabaret in September. We got hired. It's unbelievable. We're thrilled. Out there? Out there. Yeah. Outside nice. in the, in the, uh, in the garden slash parking lot slash like any outdoor space they can find. Right. Um, we're doing a show, so that's going to be great. Little, little fall in Michigan. Fall in Michigan. Um, got guys, guys, you got to just prepare yourselves as I am for the yeah. amount of travel that Joe Carroll oh. is going to do in 2021. You know what I found? It's I- going to be disgusting. Okay. Okay. He's going to be on the beach <laughs> in another place every week with his microphone like, oh, hey, Dan, sorry. I just, <laughs> let me put my pina colada down. Okay, he's just been racking up the points, racking up spending miles. as much money as he possibly can. <laughs> I mean, so that he can get out and about. Yes, you you couldn't be more right about that. his stuff. I had a two hour. <laughs> I didn't even tell you this because I know we talk for forty hours a day. I didn't. Uh, I was on the phone yesterday with Andrew Kober, friend of the pod. Yep. For two hours talking about points. Oh my god. We he and his wife are saving up for their Maldives trip in the fall of 22 and he figured out a way to fly to they are uh they're they're going to hawaii for uh they're going to hawaii first class for fifty thousand miles both of them unbelievable what a deal this is stuff that i care about anyway so you're right he's so excited honestly (laughs) honestly i wish you could all see him (laughs) he's more excited about this than anything else we've ever done yes yes Exactly. I can't. This is what I care about. So, so you'll find me. Well, I'm going to be bringing you the pod from, uh, you know, I don't know, 
Turks and Caicos. Turks and Caicos uh, <laughs> at the Park Hyatt. Um, Listen, as long as we can, as long as we can take that trip to Bermuda that you promised to pay for, yep. Then, yep. You know, and we can do the pod from a golf course in Bermuda while oh. Alex and, and Julie sip <laughs> pina coladas on the beach. Then, God, I love pina coladas. Um, it's all going to be fine. This is good. This is really, really good. Um, but things are looking up, folks. Things are looking up. I do want to do. I want to take a, a second, real quick. And I just this is a thing that came out this week. There was this article in the Times um, about artists during the coronavirus, and and Tracy Letts had this 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 quote that I just want to read real quick because the, I thought it was it was the most relatable thing. And yeah, like I'm so grateful for you, Dan, and the way that we were able Aww. to create this, you know, to create a little something during this time. But but this is from from you know future egotter. Uh, Tracy Letts. He said, based on, you know, this is artists during the pandemic. Can you hear that? That That's what it's I like, mean. Come on. Can like, I just can have my window open? Can, can I just like, peace? Live, live in a place that's not loud? Anyway. Okay. Yeah, sure. Come move up here. Yeah, I went for a five mile hike yesterday. Nice. Nice. Just, you know, just a five minute drive. Just a quick jaunt. Appalachian Trail. Is that where? Is that? Yes, sir. That's awesome. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So Tracy Letts. I've made nothing. On four separate occasions, I arranged my schedule with my wife, Carrie, so I could have six interrupted hours a day to write. All four times, I emerged from my office after two or three weeks, rattled, defeated, feeling lousy about myself. My wife finally said, here's what you have to do. Read books, watch movies, cook dinner, and take care of our boy. That is what I've done. And while my family is my focus and my joy from a creative standpoint, this year for me has been a dust storm. I'm normally involved in a number of creative endeavors in different forms, but the theater is my lifeblood and I don't know who I am without it. The plug getting pulled out on The Minutes, which was the show that he was working on on Broadway at the time, was truly devastating for me. I feel like a heel even saying this and so many people in this country and around the world are suffering as a result of this pandemic in ways I can't even fathom, but it's the simple truth. I can't do computer theater. It's too depressing for me. And I've turned down a couple on-camera jobs because I'm just as scared of this virus as I was a year ago. Creatively, I'm lost. It's why I'm doing this interview. I guess there are some other artists who identify. And that is about the most relatable thing, for me at least. That's what, that's what the year has been. And we're just figuring out a way to keep our lights on. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to people who are buying the stuff that we're advertising on this show. I'd <laughs> <laughs> really like to thank you for that because... Just um, the fact that people actually are still listening to this that gives us some kind of outlet that makes us feel slightly normal. Exactly. Has been really nice. Yeah. To remind ourselves of all of the people who live for this art form and really want to see everything come back and it's full form and fullest form and to be reminded by our peers that inspire us and those things, getting to talk to people like Michael Arden, like, who are we, dude? Yeah. Like, how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> like people I listen to this and we're allowed they, and they let us do this and they're excited. I mean, it's still just crazy to even think about. So yeah, that's been nice yeah. because Tracy Letts doesn't have this just saying. <laughs> Honestly, maybe we should get him on the pod. <laughs> Hey, Tracy Letts. <laughs> Tracy Stand Letts, friend of the pod. <laughs> Actually, I did get a chance to audition for Mary Page Marlowe, which was the show that he did at Second Stage two uh -huh. summers ago. Uh-huh. He's just, he's so good. The dude is just... Yeah, oh, I can't imagine. His writing is just 
unbelievable. Um, so that is incredibly relatable. Um, we have some fun stuff though coming up, um, working with a bunch of new guests and we have a bunch of cool stuff planned, but Dan had this idea. I can't take credit for it. It's a hundred percent your idea. Just like the pot. We should, I don't think we should tell him. Oh, okay. Okay, I think cool. we should surprise him. Okay, okay oh, good. Okay. I think you should stay tuned. I think you should go get get on the Instagram, check out our Instagram Ooh, stories. Because yeah, we need your help. That's the other part of this. We, we need, need your help. We need your, your Instagram so help. Go get on the Instagram and give Matt all of your answers for all of the things we're about to ask you. And uh, stay tuned for a couple, a handful of fun uh, episodes. If If you thought... Music Man versus Hello Dolly was good. Wait until you see the next few weeks. Dun, dun, dun. Wait until Dan... Yeah. What the <laughs> From the people who brought you Hello Dolly versus the Music Man, we bring you... Wow. Wow. That's it. <laughs> see you next week. Maybe I'll get a voiceover agent from this. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Thank you for listening to Guys Who Like Musicals. We are now part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Woo! We are hosted by Dan Tracy. That's you. And Joe Carroll. That's me. We're produced by Ryan Kincaid, and Matthew Mucha is the social content manager. You can find us on Instagram at Guys Who Like Musicals, on Twitter at Musical Guys, or the old-fashioned way at www.guyswholikemusicals.com. If you'd like a chance to be featured on the Ask the Guys segment of our show, please call 203-900-7990 and leave a message with your question. As always, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.